21st through the 27th. Um, this lesson here is on the offerings for Jesus, and it follows along the lines of what last week's lesson was on about tithing. Now, this is the other side of tithing, which is the offering side. And this week was very detailed in what it means to present an offering and to give an offering and what that offering means and how you apply it. Because a lot of us have questions on, you know, what is a good offering? What is not a good offering? You know, how much is too much or how much is too little? And it's just been one of those round circle kind of questions. And the same thing came up with tithes last week where it was, what is the exact tithe? What is, yeah, yeah, correct amount. Um, you know, I've heard from some people it's your net. I heard from others it's your gross. If you look at the uh, manual that came out from Ellen G. White, it's pretty much your gross, but there's also a question where it's, it could be your net. Yeah. Like, there's so many nuances to it that it's it's confusing. But I think what the most important part of last week was giving gratefully and giving it happily. Yeah, the attitude in which you give is yeah. equal to the amount that you're giving, right? Yeah. And that's kind of the same thing which you'll, what we'll pick up in this lesson too is that is that the, the motivation behind your giving has a lot to do with what you're giving and the amount that's being given because we know that like the offering itself, there's no like specific, specified amount biblically, you know, and we'll get into that in, in, as far as we go into the lesson. So we're on what lesson four, offerings for Jesus. Um, want to go ahead and pray before we get started? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Heavenly Father, this morning as we um, come into this lesson, we ask that you will help us to understand more about offerings, what it means to be giving to you, Lord, and how that impacts um, our spiritual walk with you. Help us to be able to learn more about the system of offering. And we ask that you will guide us as we go through this lesson. Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So to begin, my name is Nick. My name is AJ. And we're here to, again to discuss the Sabbath school lesson this week and yeah. kind of give our, our take on it and our point of view along with what the Sabbath school lesson talked about and yeah. you know have a general discussion on what, what we think it means and how it applies to us and also provide some testimonies and some experiences that we've had with our offerings and stuff. All right, so I'm going to start by reading the memory text. Uh, it's found in Psalms 116, 12 through 14. And it says, What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits towards me? I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all his people. And when I read that, like the first thing I thought about is that, man, we can never outgive God. Never can we outgive God. And that's why it says there, What shall I render to the Lord for all the things he's done for me? Thinking back through your life, my life, all the things that God has done for us, all the things that he's given us, how can we ever outgive him? There's no possible way we can ever outgive God, right? Yeah, and I think the, the interesting and more important thing to remember, too, is God gave us the breath of life. So there's nothing on this planet that we can give back that matches the breath of life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like this whole quarter's lessons been dealing with is what we're giving back isn't ours. We're giving back what is already God's. already God, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and we always tend to think that this this is mine, and I've accumulated this wealth, and I've been able to do all of these things, and to to say that it's mine, when, when in reality we know that if, you know, we didn't have good health by God, we didn't have the breath of life, we wouldn't have the ability to do anything, to gain anything, to make any money, to be able to buy the things that we want to buy. So, yeah, it's very true. And then on top of that is the fact that, like we read, he gave us his son. He gave us the, uh, the ability to be able to even have the opportunity to be reconciled to God. Yeah. And, and that alone, when you, when you stop and think about that alone, that's more than anything, any amount of oh, money yeah. on this earth, right? <laughs> any amount of money on this earth. And it's right there in First John 4.19. It says, we love him because he first loved us. And all we're doing is when we do our offering, when we do our tithing, when we, you know, come into church and we come and pray and we, you know, we take that time to recognize that, you know, without God, there'd absolutely be nothing. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't exist, you know, without that snap, that spark out there, you know, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. And, you know, God doesn't ask for anything. This is something that we give willingly. Yeah. And that's... Honestly, that's one of the harder parts, I think, when we 
you know, reading through this quarter so far has been the self-sacrifice mm-hmm. because God has already sacrificed his son, like you said, you know, his son was sacrificed to save us. Yeah. What are we sacrificing to appreciate that sacrifice? And, and, and when you talk about sacrificing, one of the hardest things for people to sacrifice is their money. Oh, yeah. Always. It's always about the hardest thing is sacrifice is money. We can give our time. We'll go do charity work. We'll go hand out stuff for free. But, <laughs> but when we say give our money that, that we worked really hard for, that's hard for people to do. You know? And what's really interesting, too, is in Scripture, it accounts for that. As we're reading through this lesson this week, it actually talks about that specific thing that, you know, God understood that people are going to hold on to money and money is going to be very vital. Like he understood that in the beginning and was like, I get it. I understand. But you have things you have to do. But at the same time, pay your respect. Yeah. Give your respect. And so all throughout the Old Testament, we see that, that God's people constantly came to him and gave offerings. They would give of their extra, right? This is separate from the tithe. This is the tithe, as we already know, like you talked about last week, was all about what the Bible says about the tithe is that it was a required amount. This offering is just free will offering. Now, you see it in here, I think, in the Sabbath lesson, it talks about that there's different types of of offerings that people gave. They gave sin offerings, free will offerings, uh, Thank offerings, you know, oh, yeah. and it's all depending on on the situation. It was very situational, what was going on in their life, um, and also how they felt that God had blessed them in a different way. So, you know, because today that's going to be the same thing: is God's going to bless you different than He'll bless me, and so those those the magnitude of our giving is going to be very different. You know, how I want to give, how what type of offering I want to give to God is yeah. going to be very different than what other people are going to do. And I thought it was interesting that it mentioned that this week as well, um, that there was so that there was so many different types of offerings that that it that it wasn't like a standard that we all had to follow. Yeah. yeah and it, the other thing, too, was, you know, we have the opportunity to come to church every Saturday, every Sabbath. You know, we have that that ability. We have that opportunity. And when you look at the old church, the way the Israelites and stuff would go give their tithing, go give their offering. It was three times a year. Yeah. You know, it's hard enough to save today. (laughs) You know, could you imagine having to take everything that you've earned and then take that, that 10% for your tithe Mm. and put it aside every time, you know, you, you got an increase. Yeah. And to hold on to that until it was time for like Pentecost for tabernacle, you know, for Passover, for all these things, you know, imagine having to wait for that time and then have to travel to to wherever the uh, the temple was to give that, and then especially if you're ha- if you're dealing with shortages in life and you need that money, you might oh, need yeah. that money, right? You might be set, setting that aside for God, but you're realizing, hey, I have no money to do anything else. Uh, can I just use some of the tithe? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, and it's again, it's. It's a practice in patience. It's a practice in, you know, being faithful. And it's it's tough. And you look at today, especially today, you know, it, with people losing their jobs, you know, the economy is not doing great. You know, people are losing their livelihoods. You know, that's the true test time. That's when God is really testing how faithful you truly are, you know. Yeah. And he's, he's just telling you, just with... I think the best idea is, or best thing to start with is to to differentiate what it is for a tithe versus an offering. Exactly. And so, yeah, I mean, if, I know you, I don't know if you talked about that a little bit last week about specifically what the tithe goes for, where yeah. it goes, and how it's used, you know. And so we know that that tithe is used to pay for spreading the gospel for yeah. God's ministers, to pay ministers to do the pastoral work that they have to do around the world. And offering is completely opposite of that it stays here in our local church yeah when you pay offering to your local church that takes care of everything that's happening in your church to pay for the lighting to pay for to keep you warm and cool in the yeah. different seasons <laughs> um when you know the church has functions and wants to pay for things for you to go out to do as a church that's your offering takes care of that um local evangelism our offering pays for that we have to pay for our own materials to distribute to the neighborhood to 
when we give Bible studies, all of that material is paid for by our church offering. So all of that money for the church offering stays here. You know, it's yeah. very local. And, and it, it's purposeful. So yeah. it really, if your church wants to survive, it requires the patrons of the church to, to chip in, to help out, exactly. to take care of it. Yeah. <clears throat> and I know that when you look at um, when you look at a tithe envelope, there's always suggested amounts, right? Like, oh, oh yeah. offering 5%, <laughs> world world offering 3%. Like, there's all these different things in the tithe envelope that are recommended. But, like, as we see in this lesson, there's no, there's no actual set amount. Oh, no. It's just, here's a recommendation based on, you know, just of what would, what would be useful to help to the church. And, and so I think, you know, there, that's the thing a lot of people get caught up on is like, oh, well, I don't have this amount of offering to be able to give to my church because maybe they're on a fixed income. Maybe they're on a, um, they're retired and they don't have a lot of money coming in. But as, as we read in this lesson, we saw that it's pretty much just proportionate to what you feel that you can give and what God has given you. And it might not be a consistent all the time, the same amount percentage every week. Yep. You know, it might be something different. What if you got a, a little side job or something and you got a little bit more money that that week and you say, hey, I'm going to give a little more to God this week. I'm going to give a little more because my church needs, you know, we need to buy more Sabbath school lessons or something. Oh, yeah. So we say, okay, I could give a little bit extra for that specific thing because we want to be able to help in a certain area. Yeah, and, and that's, the, that's the wonderful thing about offerings is, you know, and especially in our church, our church is very open with what we do. You know, where the money goes, how we handle it, and, yeah. you know, to what it's being invested into. And very, very transparent, which I think is something very important. Yeah, it is churches. important. It is important. You know, because if you're giving a free will offering and stuff, you know, you want to make sure that that offering is being handled properly, that it's being utilized in the correct fashion, you know. And I'll say this, it's been a blessing in this church. I mean, the offering in this church is amazing. You know, we, has been, yeah. we've been hitting our budget and stuff to make sure the lights stay on, the heat stays on, as you o said. Over budget most yeah. months, you know. And over. it's been consistent. And yeah. it's a lot of it, too. I think it's people are appreciative of the gifts that God has provided in their lives. And yeah. they're trying to return that. And I think that's why it's important for, like, your own local church, too, to be able to continue to do stuff in your church, do events, um, give back to the church because if people see that their money's being used, they're going to want to continue to give it. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, you know, with church offering the, the setup we have here to be able to do this yeah. kind of podcast, these kind of things. This is, is, this is all this equipment is taken care of by church offering yeah, and, and it, to be able to further, the, further the, the reach of the gospel. Yeah. And yeah. it helps with events. Cause I think the biggest thing too is, you know, again, like you said, it's people want to see the money they invested come to fruition to something. Yep. You just don't want that money to sit there and be stagnant, especially when there's opportunities for the church to be able to do outreach, to exactly. be able to, you know, yeah. to minister to people and stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, we have like Pasoli night. Yeah, Everybody, exactly. Everybody loved Pasoli night. Like yeah. we had, and it was a blessing. And in order for that to happen, you know, church offering went to put that together. Put and all together, to, yeah. And so everybody gets to enjoy the benefits of that. Of, of giving and then seeing that you, we can actually put on events for them to enjoy as well. And we do have several things here happening at the church. We have Pathfinders, you know. Mm -hmm. Church offering goes to help Pathfinders. Yeah. You know, church offering helps to bring in, like you said, study material so we can have small group yeah. um, study lessons and yeah. stuff. It's important. We hand those out when people walk in in the new quarter for Sabbath school, but sometimes people don't realize, like, that stuff costs money. We have to buy boxes of that stuff to be able to give out, and it's not not cheap materials. Yeah, one day we'll be in a Star Trek <laughs> kind of environment where money is not important anymore, and you know you can share freely and stuff. But yeah. we're not at that point yet. Yeah, and you might get somebody say, "Well, I don't need a, a material. I have I have my my iPad. You know, like I can just walk look it on there. Well, you got to pay for the Wi-Fi too. So. Yeah, that, <laughs> and Wi-Fi ain't cheap. No, no. <laughs> But, you know, and this, and this goes into, like, what, you know, Sunday's lesson is about the motivation for giving. Yeah. You know, that's... Why are you giving? What are you offering to the church? You know, what are you offering to God? You know, and, you know, it's that fruition. It's, you know, a lot of it's that free will thanks. And that, and that was one of the bigger lessons that I saw in this week was those who were giving weren't giving for selfishness. Mm -hmm. Now, there were some cases in there where people were giving yeah. selfishness and... 
it's funny. Me and my wife actually talked about a uh, an event that Jesus was talking to a young rich person, and they were asking, "How do I get eternal life?" You know, this young guy had already given up a lot. You know, given up his wealth, did all kinds of things, but he was seeking eternal life for himself. For himself, yeah. And Jesus said, "You know, pretty much, you have to follow God's law, God's commandments. You know." You need to follow these to gain eternal life. It's not something you can just purchase. It's not something yeah. that you can, you know, give everything in the world for and then expect it's going to happen. You know, yeah. there's some limitations to it that in order for you to achieve it. But in that case, that young man wasn't giving for a right purpose. He was giving for selfishness. Yeah. The, one, the one thing that was holding him back was the very thing that, <laughs> that he no. needed to give up, right? <laughs> and he didn't even realize it, that that's what was holding him back. Now, he, and the Pharisees at the time, you know, and this is something that's very interesting because when you look at it from the time of the sanctuary to the time that Christ re- showed up, you know, started ministering, a lot of what it meant to give an offering, what it meant to give a tithe, had basically been bastardized. Yeah. It was profane to the eyes of God because it wasn't being utilized the way God said it had to be utilized. Yeah. You know, the temples were keeping the money. They weren't putting it out because that was one thing that Christ noticed is people were going and giving their tithes, going and giving their offerings and stuff. You know, he was watching and seeing the difference in how people were doing it. And he knew in their heart what they were doing. Yeah, and that's the most important part that he knew. He saw the heart. Whereas people just saw people putting in money into, into this chest, he knows the motive, the intention. And, like, the fact that he's, he knows if that person's giving out of their extra, their surplus, or if they're giving out of their very little, the very little last bits of money that they have left, if they're giving it for that. So that, I think it's, I think it's important to remember that God doesn't need our money. Yeah. He doesn't need our money. He, he owns all things. We already established that in the beginning, right? All things are his already. But before we give, for, for us, we need to understand why we give. What is our purpose for giving? Um, like, am I seeking something else? Like, if I give this amount of money, I hope to receive this in return. Or if I give this amount of money, I, I, you know, I want God to do this for me on the other end. Yeah. And so those motivations in your own heart matter. And you know, nobody else in your church is going to see it when you put your tithe into that plate or you, you put it into the box, or you click and pay it online, nobody's going to see that motivation behind what's going on. They just see, oh, yeah, that person gave his tithe today. That's great. That looks good, right, to everybody else in the sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> but, but God knows why you're giving, what you're doing, what are you giving for, what's your real motivation behind that, and that's that's really, really important. Oh, yeah, and that's, that's the one thing, too. Like, if we – could you imagine – what tithing and offering would look like if everybody was able to see what was in the other person's heart yeah. that was giving that. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine the amount of change? Like mm-hmm. people, people wouldn't at that point like be giving as much anymore or be scared to give because they don't want people to see why they're giving. Exactly. You know? But then you have those people that, you know, give cheerfully, give willingly, you know, with no expectation that they're going to receive anything. Yeah. They give to give. And, you know, that's where, I, I want people to be, you know, that's where God wants people to be. But at times it's tough. You know, you have that little voice in the back of your head saying, you know, that's constantly pecking at you and saying, you don't have shoes this week. You need to go get shoes. Mm-hmm. Maybe give a little less so you can go get your shoes. Or, yeah. you know, you got that new thing for your car. Do you really want to get <laughs> too much right. to offering this week? You know? Yeah, exactly. And it's it's that voice. It's, it's Satan messing with you to... To break that offering from you, that that ability to give freely, yeah. willingly. You know? One of the things I thought about when I was reading this particular part of the lesson was, was um, you know, you drive anywhere in the city, you see people in the corner asking for money, right? Yep. You sometimes have them come up to you when you're at a restaurant. Um, when those people ask for money, that's kind of a, a you have a motivation in, in your in your heart, right? Oh, you know what? This guy in the corner, he's asking for money. I'm going to give him the, the spare pennies that I have here in the center because they're just getting in my way. So I'm going to give yeah. it to him, right? <laughs> or, hey, I'm going to give this guy, you know, $10 because I want him to go get a meal. You know, you've had those people that come up to ask, yep. ask for, they, hey, I want money because I'm hungry. Okay, 
let's go inside and let's go buy you something to eat. Or I'm going to give you a dollar here so that maybe you could try to add it up to your other dollars and get something, right? yeah. get something else to, to be able to try to eat. But that motivation that I have at that moment is kind of the same, same situation. It's like my motivation to give to someone else is it's going to be, there's so many factors that determine that. Cause I'm going to look at the person on the outside. Do they deserve this? Do they yeah. do, what are they going to do? Are they going to go drink this away with, with the money? Um, you put all those judgment on it, but we're doing that thing that God can look at in our yeah. hearts and see <laughs> what are they going to do? Are they giving out of their true heart? I mean, are they really doing it because they feel that I've blessed them so much that they can't help but give? Or are they just giving of the little pennies on the side just because it looks good and they feel it's the right thing to do? That's, that's, that's really important, right? And yep. we have to distinguish that. Only we can distinguish that between ourselves. Like, I, I have to look at myself and say, this is my reason that I'm giving for God. You know, I can't, I can't tell other people <laughs> what that could yeah. be or why, why that's important. But I have to look at that for myself to make sure that that's something that I'm understanding why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's more than just grabbing a couple of dollars out of your wallet and sticking it in the plate on Sabbath. Like, there's, there's got to be a reason why you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And going back to that whole thing about people's panhandling, basically. And that's, it's a tough, tough thing to see. And you see it, especially here in our city. You yeah. see it on almost every corner. There's like two or three people panhandling. And a lot of it's because the economy is so bad here. You know, and it's sad. It's, it sucks. And you wish that you could go and help every single one of these people. And, you know, that's what you should want to do. You should want to help as many people as you possibly can. Yeah. You know, and, do it cheerfully and happily without thinking that you need to get something back in return, in return for yeah. recognition <laughs> or, you know, somebody going out and say, well, you're doing a great job. Here's a trophy or something. You're not doing it because of yeah. that. And for a lot of people, you know, there are those stories where you see people standing on the corner and they're using the money for, for drugs or for alcohol. Of course or, happens every day. Yeah. You know, but that's not your place to make that judgment. Yeah. You know, God tells you to give, to help. And it, that was one of the lessons that we've been learning, you know, in uh, in prayer meeting on Wednesdays is, you know, there is this event where God says, or Jesus actually pretty much said, you know, when I come, you know, did you clothe me? Did you feed me? Did you, yeah. you know, help me when I was sick? Did you, you know, give me a bandage or something? And there's going to be two groups of people in that situation. There are going to be those who said, I saw you and I gave you what you needed. I heard you and I listened. Yeah, I was there. I did everything I can to help you because you were there. And I know I saw the meaning or the, the purpose and I saw what I had to do. And then you're going to have that group of people that, you know, are still faithful to the church, still faithful to, to God, but they're going to be blind. Mm -hmm. They're like, when did you need food? When yeah, did when you need did you do <laughs> Yeah. And that's the situation we're running in today. You know, you, like you said, you know, when we see panhandlers out there and stuff, what if that is... What if that's Jesus in disguise seeing if you're willing to give? Willing to, yeah. And yeah. that's that's how you have to look at it, especially when it comes to things like that. You know, it's it's not just giving in a church, but it's giving back to your community. Yeah. As Jesus said you need to take care of your neighbors. You need to take care of those in your in your area. Be with them and you know, preach to them and show them the way to God. But take care of them. Um, I was also reading Acts twenty thirty five and it and it says this. And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember that the words of the Lord Jesus, it is more blessed to give than to receive. When you think about that, that's the fact that that even has to be mentioned to us is, is crazy, right? Because yeah. we're so used to giving money for something and receiving something in return. Think about when you buy a product, right? You give money, you get something back. You, you invest money, you hope for a return on it. So oftentimes when we give to somebody, we're, we're doing so not expecting anything back, especially like this, hey, the panhandler, you give money to him, you're not going to get anything back, right? He, he, you're going to give to them to help somebody who's way in, in a way worse situation than you are, you know? And, and if you, to, to understand that it is more blessed to give than to receive sounds like such a simple concept, yep. but it's something that's so hard for so many people <laughs> to grasp that it's, that it's better to give than to receive, but we're so used to receiving everything. We want it all for us. We want to build up our, our stashes. We want to do all, all of that to make our bank accounts fatter. But that this Jesus gets that and he flips it upside down, right? Oh, he yeah. says, no way, no. The, the, it's better to give 
and, and you to have very little and for others to have that amount instead. Well, what's interesting too is at the end of you know Monday's lesson, it comes up with Second Corinthians nine, six, and seven. Mm-hmm. It says, "But this I say: He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, but for God loves a cheerful giver." Yeah, and I think honestly that really kind of is the president of the entire lesson. You know, not just this lesson, but I think the entire quarter, you know, is, you know, you give cheerfully. Mm-hmm. You give what you can. What you can, yeah. And God takes care of the rest. If you can give more, give more. Yeah. God would love you to give more. Yeah. But he also understands at times, you know, things are tough. If yeah. But you give what you can and you do it happily. You okay. do it with a with a heart full of joy. Yeah. That's why it says there what as one purpose is in his heart. That's going to be for you and God to determine between yourselves, right? Yep. It's not I can't tell you, "Hey, you need to pay this amount. <laughs> you need to do this every week on a consistent basis." That would be that would be completely wrong for me to do because he's telling us here that how how are you purpose in your heart? And we know God touches the heart. However God impresses us to be able to give in our offerings is what we should be giving. And it, it's not just on Sabbath. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your offering you give throughout the week, yeah. and how you give that offering. You know, are you are you helping somebody in need? Are you showing the word to somebody who's lost? Mm-hmm. You know, in a lot of ways, those are, that's your offering. You're offering your time and time, especially yeah. time, because we all want to be paid for our time, right? Yep. Everybody wants to be paid for their time and be and bill someone for it, right? <laughs> so to give your time to somebody, even if it's just to listen to somebody talk, you know, we've had that, had that happening a lot more lately, where people are just reaching out and just, hey, I want, I just need to talk to somebody yeah. about this situation, and giving them that 20, 30 minutes to say, yeah, I'll just listen to you. I don't have to say anything. I just, just tell me what's going on, just to be able to give that time. To, to you're offering your time, you're offering your, your support to them yep. to be able to, for them to lean on you when they need help. And so. An interesting way to look at it is, you know, 16 hours of your day are already committed to something. Yeah. <laughs> already committed. You know, you have eight hours of sleep, which some of us hope to get maybe, eight hours maybe. of sleep. If you have kids, you know that's less. <laughs> but the other eight hours is your job. You know, it's to be able to provide funding for your family, yeah. be able to take care of your family and stuff. And I have found even during those times, you know, you're giving precious moments to somebody who needs a second of your time and you're giving that out freely and you're doing it happily. And I, I know there's been times where I've struggled with that, you know, where it's like, you know, I've got something I got to do. I can't, I can't spare even two minutes to listen to somebody. Exactly. Yeah. But on that time. Yeah. But it's in those moments that, you know, you need to reflect is it more benefit for me to sit here and focus on something I'm doing and worry about myself? Or do I take that two minutes, listen to what this other person is saying and, you know, really listen, not just, yeah, yeah. just you know, passing by listening. Thinking about something else while they're still sitting there talking to you. Right. But listen, and it can be tough, but if you take that outside of work as well, you know, we all have errands we got to run. We have chores we got to do and stuff, but, if you're open yourself up to listening to somebody else. And I, I, I love talking to people everywhere. I don't know why. <laughs> I just love talking to people. It's, it's interesting to hear people's stories and to hear things. And, yeah. you know, I, one of the greatest things I've ever, I've ever experienced is when you ask somebody, how are you doing? How's your day going? And to a lot of people, they get kind of timid. But to those yeah. that, you know, are looking for that because they're struggling, just asking them, how are you doing today? Changes their entire yeah, attitude. True. And those are the offerings that you give on a daily basis. You know, when you get to church, you give your church offering, which monetary or your time in church, helping out, take care of things, being a deacon, you know, going up there and doing a yeah. scripture and prayer. You know, you, these are offerings you're giving to God because you love God. You love being here. You love the, the, the people, the family that you're here with. And it's really comes down to just being a balancing act for yourself mm-hmm. and honestly i rather tip more to offering my time offering my money offering the things i can give to others yeah that you're them. able to do yeah. right it's all it's within your your ability to do that and you're and, and deuteronomy 16 17 tells us that here in, in monday's lesson 
Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God, which he has given you. And like we mentioned in the beginning, that what he has given you, that blessing is going to be different for each and every one yep. of us. Not going to be the same. My ble- the, What God blesses me with might not be what he blesses you with. And like you said, he may do it in monetary value. Yep. He may do it by blessing you with extra time. You know, when you say, I have a hundred things to do today and I only have eight hours and somehow he stretches that time for you to be able to, to be able to allow you to finish to do everything. That's a blessing. He's, he's, he's giving the, he's giving you something back in return. Right. And, and yep. you don't even realize it sometimes that, that those little things are, are the things he helps us with, helps us with every day. So, um, and that kind of goes back to continue with Monday's lesson, you know, with Luke twelve forty eight. you know, for everyone to whom much is given from him, much will be required. You know, God, God gives us blessings every day. We just have to open our eyes and recognize these blessings. Yeah. And I think yeah. a lot of people struggle with that, yeah. you know, struggle seeing the blessings in their life, yeah. seeing the things that are there. And when you wake up in the morning, that's a blessing. Yeah. You woke up. Yeah. You know what else is a blessing? Turn your water on and it comes out. Yep. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to have your heater on when it's 13 degrees outside. Oh, yeah. It, you know, all of those little things that we just take for granted, like, oh, this is supposed to happen. This is supposed to be this way. But, you know, I've been talking to a lot of people lately that can't even afford to pay their electrical bills yep. and their heating bills because costs are so high. Those things, he blesses you with those things. And you might not always think of it that way because when we, when we look at, Verses in the Bible where it says he's going to bless you. We think, oh, man, he's going to, I'm going to have all this money and I'm going to be able to, you know, drive this expensive car because he's going to bless me beyond. (laughs) But our understanding of the blessings is very different than what God looks at blessings. Yeah. God doesn't look at the the physical nature of the blessing, Mm -hmm. you know, the the monetary value of the blessing. God blesses you because you are in need of a blessing or you are seen in a moment that a blessing from God is there. Yeah. Now, I haven't been sleeping well these last you know a few nights because my shoulder's been hurting and stuff. But you know the moments I do get to sleep, you know, get to actually rest a little bit. And that's a blessing. It's peaceful, right? You know, it's doesn't feel like it's long enough, but you know, <laughs> when God helps you, he he helps you as much as he knows you need. Yeah. You know, to be able to do what you have to do, and. You know, for us with kids, you know, patience is a blessing when we can get it. <laughs> you know, because most of us at times your kid will make you mad. They will do something that they shouldn't have done. And the, the gut reaction is to get angry. Yeah. Especially when you've only had three hours of sleep. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in situations like that, when God kind of just calms you a little bit and makes you think about what you're about to do next, that's a blessing. You know, God is con- giving you a chance to reconsider how your actions are. Yeah, that's a blessing. Not a lot of people have that, or actually listen to it. Some call it a conscience. You know, are you listening to your conscience? And I look at it and go, "Well, is is it really your conscience that's talking to you, or is that the Holy Spirit?" It's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, is the Holy Spirit leading you to something better, pressing you and pressing you in those moments that you have to be willing to understand to listen? I have to I have to separate what what I want to do compared to what I know what should be done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times, if you're going to fight with God, God's going to win. You know, you, you <laughs> He's going to win. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's like the story of, uh, um, I totally blanked on his name, Jonah. Jonah. <laughs> you look at the story of Jonah, for instance. Jonah had a yeah. blessing that not many people actually get. That blessing was he was able to talk to God. Could you imagine having that blessing to sit there and to actually have a conversation with the angels of heaven? The, to have a conversation with God and to be asked by God to go do something. Yeah. That in itself is a blessing. You know, we, I can only imagine what my life would be like if God came down and said, Hey, Nick, I need you to go to this city and preach for me. Yeah. Do you argue against that? <laughs> do you look at that as not being a blessing? Yeah. Well, we see it. <laughs> it, it one person did argue against it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, God, God didn't punish him. God showed him, well, if you're not going to do what I ask, yeah. there's consequences to that. And Jonah paid some consequences for that, you know. But I think the, the, the biggest thing also in that is that God also gave him another chance. Oh, yeah. Another chance, right? Like to, hey, you might have ran away from me once, but you're, gonna do it, you're still going to do what I want you to do. Yeah. <laughs> you're still going to do it. Yeah, and for a lot of people, a second chance in itself is a blessing. Yeah, it is. Not it a lot is. of people get a second chance, you know. Nope. We have, 
You look at our judicial system, for instance. There are people that are in jail for making a mistake, and they're suffering a long time for it. They yeah. don't get a second chance. And there are those, and if we look at the cross, for instance, that situation that happened on Calvary. Yeah, There was a criminal up there with Jesus, and he asked for a second chance. And Jesus said, on this day you'll join me yeah. in heaven. You will be there with me. You will see the glory of God. Because he asked for a second chance, and he got a blessing. He got a blessing right when he needed it most, too. Yep. Right when he needed it most. And sometimes that's how it is with us. We're going to, you know, we ask for God's blessing a lot, a lot on a lot of things, and it might not come when we want it. Yep. But he's going <laughs> to give it to us right when we need it. Right when it matters most, he's going to be able to give that to us and say, here, I'm going to give you that blessing because you didn't, you thought you needed it yesterday, but really you needed it today. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and you look at Psalms and stuff here, you know, the question in the lesson is how does money fit in with the answer? Mm-hmm. And in a lot of cases, that blessing isn't monetary. Yeah. That offering isn't monetary, better to say. You know, yeah. that offering is offering yourself. For a lot of people, you know, monetary is a part of it. But your time, your ear, your mind, your heart, your love, yeah. your compassion all that is an offering that you're giving to others that God wants you to give yeah, freely and cheerfully. I think that's why in the beginning of this portion of, of on Monday, what is why I talked about give what you are able because there's going to be people who you don't have a job. You might've lost your job. How can you give monetary value when you have no, no, no job? If you're retired and making very little income, they're not going to be able to give as much as somebody who has a full-time job. And I think and there's sometimes there's a lot of, um, negativity around that saying well you still have to do this you still have to do that even if you only have very little and and i think it's important for even those people to understand that that it's not always just the money yeah. you know you can give your you can give your time you can give your um like you said helping in the church you know you need people to set up pollock tables <laughs> yeah. you, you, there's all, all types of things you can do for the lord still that give an offering of your time of your abilities of your talents to be able to use towards his cause yeah, and I, the one part of Monday's lesson that just sticks out the most is the portion of John three sixteen that they identified. God so loved that He gave. That he gave. Yeah. How, how many times in your life have you been able to give lovingly? Because you loved. Yeah. yeah. Simply because you loved. <laughs> and, and there, it's one of those again. It's a balancing act for a lot of people. It's well, if I'm going to give, what do I get in return? Mm-hmm. And here, God gave because he loved. It wasn't he gave because, you know, he's expecting to receive worship and all that. Mm-hmm. No, he gave because he loved. And it's true because we see that he gave his son on the cross to die for the entire world, yet the entire world is not going to accept that. Oh yeah. So he did it even for the people who are going to reject him. He did it for the people who don't love him, but he still did it, right? He still went through because any of us in that situation would have said, well, there's half the world's not going to accept my sacrifice, so I'm not going to go through with it. I don't want to I don't want to deal with that because there's people that are going to reject me. They say, yeah, even though the majority of people will reject me, I'm still going to do it because I loved. Yep. Because I loved. Simple as that. And the one thing I noticed in this too is you can't argue against that. Yeah. You can't find fault in that because somebody gave because they loved. Mm-hmm. There's no fault in that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the purest motive, right? Exactly. It's the purest motive possible. And that should be the lesson to us is that is that pure motive of giving because you love, because you want to. Talking back to the motivation of why we give. That's why we are to give. Yep. We do it in a lovingly way, not because we have to, not because we're told to, not because it's required, not because our church tells us to, but because we love God. Because we love God. Now, that's just one part of this week's lesson. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's it's, it feels like that's the, the primary lesson from this entire week. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's a little bit more stuff that we have to kind of understand. In this. And, you know, we look at Tuesday's lesson where it's about the offering and worship. Mm-hmm. Um and just reading the first, very first paragraph says, the Bible does not give us an order of service for worship, but it appears that at least four things are present in worship service. 
in the New Testament, this list includes study and preaching, mm-hmm. prayer, which is, we're currently in our 10 days of prayer study right now, and yep. prayer is very important. Music and tithes and offering. Those main four things, you know, and what we're focusing on this week and this quarter is the tithes and offering portion. You know, what yep. does that mean? and How do we do it? And why do we do it? And it's part of a service of worship. It's not the purpose of worship, but it's part of it. Part of it, yeah. Yeah, and we look at the study and preaching. The study and preaching part is listening, reading your Bible, and sharing that with others. Mm -hmm. When you share something that's a testimony, for instance, you're preaching. Yeah. You know, that person is then at that point studying because you're preaching. They're listening. When you share the gospel, you're preaching. Prayer should always start your day off with prayer and end your day in prayer. You know, it. you look at the way it was when the Israelites were traveling and they were in the Middle East and they were going places. When they woke up, they thanked God for giving them the chance to wake up. Yep. To sleep, they, they gave thanks for the day that they had, that they had the opportunity to have that day. And for protection, because yeah. we know they were in a foreign land, right? Oh, yeah. There was people who wanted to hurt them. There was well, people that wanted people. to come after them. Like animals and yeah, things like all that. Yeah, types of things. But the same for us, right? We could we, we go to sleep in our houses and we assume everything's going to be okay. But we pray for safety. You know, while we're sleeping, we pray for thankfulness for waking us up through another day. Um, yep. For giving us the breath of life. And I do that with our kids before they go to bed. So if we say a prayer, you know, mm-hmm. we say, you know, God, thank you for giving us another day, giving us another opportunity to come to you. You know, we thank you for the things you provided in our lives, you know, we're unworthy, but you, you find us worthy of saving. Yeah. You know, we will pray over sweet dreams for them because, you know, we don't want the kids to have nightmares or anything, but we ask you know, the Holy Spirit to give them sweet dreams. We ask the Holy Spirit, you know, we ask for blessings for our yeah. children at night so that they can sleep safe and peacefully and wake up refreshed and ready to start another day that God gave them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, that prayer that's important because it does affect your life. I've noticed that when you pray more, you see your blessings more. Yeah. And because you see your blessings more, you want to give more back and thanks. And I think it just plays into each other, each other, you know, music, music is meant to lift you up, to get you into the moment and to get you to lift your spirits up and stuff. Mm -hmm. And when you listen to music and music is a big part of our, our service here at, at our church. You know, it's it's uplifting. It gets everybody together to sing in one voice. And that's what God likes to hear is his his choir, us, singing and, and saying in one voice, you know, praising him, yeah. giving him thanks. And, you know, that leads directly into tithes and offerings because the tithe part, God said 10%, that's, that's you it. need yeah. to give that back. Yeah. You know, uh, and it's not for me, but it's for the ministry. The offering part, what do you feel that you deserve to give or you need to give? You need to give, yeah. yeah and that's, he lets you decide that. Yeah. It's just that tithe part, that's written in stone pretty yeah, much. That's, it. That, that's in the Bible. <laughs> and it's surprising too because we learned last week, you know, that nowhere in the Bible, in Scripture, does that 10% change. Yeah. It is consistent. Always been a tithe is that 10, 10%, 10%, 10% all the way across, yeah. The offering, you see the offering is different, mm-hmm. and it depends on who's given that offering. Yeah, and what the situation. Yeah. L- love offering, thank offering, sin offering, right? There's all these different types of, of offerings that they gave depending on the situation that they were in. And it's very situational, and that's why I think, we, like we talked about, it's very situational for us. You know, I'm going to give my offering this week based on the fact of how what, whatever God blessed me with this week and how he impressed my heart to be able to give. Yeah. That's what I'm going to give this week. Guess what? Next week might be completely different. <laughs> I might have a terrible week, and there's weeks that, you know, like for me as, as a contractor, I don't get paid every week. I'm not on this set salary type of thing where I always get my paycheck. I get paid when I finish a job. Sometimes I don't finish a job by Friday, yeah. and I finish a job by the next Tuesday. So some weeks I have nothing nothing to, to give, like as far as money-wise, right? But then when he gets me paid on the next week, then I can – Give, you know, I give a yeah. lot from what I didn't be able, was able to give from the last week. And so there's, there's going to be those things that are very situational that aren't going to be the same across the board for everybody in a church. Yeah, and we have to remember, too, you know, during the time of Scripture, as it was written, 
they had three main events that yeah. people would go to. You know, they people didn't they would attend Temple when they had an opportunity and stuff. But at those times, the main things were Passover, Pentecost, and the Feast of Tabernacles. Yeah. That's where they gave their tithe and offering. You know, we have, like I said, we have that that beautiful ability to do it every Sabbath. Every Sabbath, yeah. Yeah, we're society has adapted so much and grown so much that we can do it online. You know, an offering isn't just on one day, like we've mentioned. Yeah. You know, if you feel in your heart to give, give. Yeah. That's that's your heart. That's the Holy Spirit telling you, hey, here's an opportunity for and, you. And it doesn't always have to be to the church. Exactly. It can be giving to somebody else that you come across who needs help that week, or a coworker, somebody that doesn't even believe what you believe. Right, I've done that many times, given to people who don't even come to my church, who don't even believe what I believe, but I saw that they had a need, and it was very critical at that moment, and you helped them because it's the right thing to do. And because you were the person that was put in their path at that very moment. Yeah. And when we look at the way Tuesday's lesson you know, concludes is, as God's children, we're tasked with the responsibility of managing his business on the earth. So when we give our offering in church, it's to help the business of God, to help the work of God. And it's to maintain the building that we're in, Mm -hmm. you know, the material that we have, you know, the fact that we have the ability to put Bibles and hymns in every pew, the ability to have pens in our pews, which (laughs) all the little things. Yeah. yeah. And and I'd always thought about the fact of just, you know, people don't really think about that when they come to church. Um, you always hear people you hear people complain like why did the church ask for so much money all the time they're always <laughs> talking about money well come into the church on a saturday and let's turn off the lights and turn off the heater in the middle of winter and see how many people <laughs> want to complain yeah. about man it would be nice if we had some heat it would be nice if we had some lights you know those little those little small little things that we take for granted even coming to church are something that the people who run the church have to think oh, yeah. about they have to pay attention to paying the bills like you mentioned and having to make sure everything's functioning well all that comes at some type of cost in this world and and we have to be able to understand that we're part of that as a church member we are the ones that are responsible for keeping this building functioning properly yeah i'm thankful that we have heat because woke up this morning and it was cold outside and (laughs) the worst thing you want to be is in a church that's cold yeah you want to you want to be in a church that's warm not just temperature wise, <laughs> right? But with people, you know, with people, people are warm. Well, yeah, yeah. And we get into um, into the next lesson, and the next lesson, it starts off with, you know, what it means to give. You know, mm-hmm. Mark twelve forty one through forty four says, "Now Jesus sat opposite the treasury and saw how people put money into the treasury, and many who were rich put in much. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which make a quadrants." If anybody knows what that is, look it up, tell me, because I don't know what a quadro is. <laughs> so he called his disciples to himself and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury, for they all put in out of their abundance. Mm-hmm. But she, out of her poverty, put in all that she had her whole livelihood. Yeah. I'm blessed. My family's blessed. People I know are blessed. But the question is, are we giving out of our abundance? Yeah. Or are we giving everything we have? Yeah. And like in this story, that abundance was more of the, like talking about the motivation behind it. They were all doing it for show. Yep. Look at how much I'm giving. Look how much I'm doing. And so other people who were standing around would say, oh man, look how much offering he gave this week. Look how much he's given to the church. And then you have somebody who comes and just gives a very little amount. So little, in fact, that, that, it was probably unnoticed by anyone else there except Jesus. But yet he saw her out of everyone else who gave those large amounts, right? Because he saw the heart. He saw that there was, there was a true motive behind it. Her giving was like we talked about motivated by something else completely. It was what's in her heart. That's it. What was in her heart. And it goes back to what we talked about at the very beginning of giving with your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting too, because the lesson talks about that he goes another very significant point is that this is the only gift jesus ever commended that's interesting isn't it <laughs> the only one a gift yeah. to a church that 
was about to reject him, that was about to get him crucified, that was yep. about to take his life, he commended that one act out of probably hundreds or thousands that he may have saw, mm-hmm. you know, not just on that day, but throughout his whole ministry. Yeah. So to commend that one, that one giving, that one offering that was made says everything about what God is looking for when yeah. it comes to you giving your offering. Are you giving all of yourself or only giving out of what you're abundant in? Yeah, exactly. Al, and so basically to just kind of sum it up and close it up since we only have about a minute or so left, <laughs> um, just kind of looking the fact that we, we give to God as God has given unto us. Those motivations matter. There's something that are very important to why we give and not just what we give. Um, also, the Lord takes note of our free will offerings, whether it's monetary value, time, um, listening ear like we talked about. He takes note of that and pays attention to what, what we're giving and why we are giving. Um, and the sincerity of our giving is as important aspect and often more important than the offering itself, right? Yep. Knowing that the reasoning behind it, my true heart motive, that's going to be the thing that makes a difference, you know. And I believe, and it, it may not be uh, anything that we read in here, but I truly believe that God will choose to bless us based on my, my motivation. Like, yep. he's going to bless me differently, like I talked about, but he's going to bless me according to my motivations. If I'm only giving grudgingly all the time, how can I expect anything back from God? You know, and especially when it matters the most, like say if I'm dealing with a situation where I need some help and I'm pleading to God for help for something in a situation, <laughs> but yet my, you know, my entire life I'm giving because I'm grudgingly giving because I don't want to give because my motivations in my heart are not, not out of love. How can I expect to get back from God? Yeah. How can I expect that? You know? So there's just there's just so much in this lesson about giving, and when you looked at it at the surface, it seemed very basic. It seemed very oh yeah, just give an offering, and it's all it's all very simple. But there's so much more to it in this lesson. Oh yeah, it's it goes way into a much deeper level. Yeah, and there's it basically like you said can be summed up in those terms. You know, it's what is your motivation and what's in your heart. What's in your heart? Why are you giving? Mm-hmm. And that's something that we all have to look at individually and determine yep. for ourselves. All right, so you want to go ahead and close the prayer? Yeah, so with that, uh, we'll say a quick prayer. Okay. Um, thank you, Lord, for giving us this day. Uh, we know that giving is very crucial to not just what we're doing in our heart, but also why we're doing it. Giving is important, and giving with a free and open heart is crucial to your ministry and crucial to the world seeing the generosity and the love that you have for the world. We ask that you be with us today, and to help our listeners find you and be able to give their hearts to you. We ask that you bless this day and bless those that are listening and bless those that may not know your word yet but are seeking it. We ask that you forgive us for our sins, and in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This podcast has been brought to you by the Albuquerque Three Angels SDA Church. If you would like to know more about our church, please visit threeangelsda.org.